Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jacob Albrocht. Tommy Caster, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome back in, everybody. Hour number two of Sports Daily on this Monday. Congratulations to Jeff in Wichita uh, for winning our movie tickets there to see Plane at Boulevard West Theaters coming up on Thursday, a sneak peek special premiere event. We'll continue to give those away throughout the week here leading up to that day. Might even give away another four-pack here in the second hour. Uh, So stay tuned for that. Tommy, the Houston Texans... Go out and beat the Colts in dramatic fashion yesterday. Cost them the number one pick in the draft. So now they sit here today and fire Lovey Smith. I think that was going to happen either way. Lovey Smith always felt like a lame duck coach to me because they had all the controversy with Brian Flores and all that business. And uh, I I never felt like it was a long-term hire with Lovey Smith. I don't know whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent two different discussions probably to have there, Uh, but he didn't win a ton of games. They're going to be in a position to get their quarterback for the future, which, you know, if you're a fan is probably frustrating that you didn't get the top pick. The bears, I don't think are going to take a quarterback, but they very well might trade that pick to somebody who will. Um, But the Texans are going to get somebody. I don't fault Lovey Smith for winning a football game. I mean, that's what you do, right? You try to win football games and, and he probably had a pretty good idea of whether or not he was going to be back. So why would you want to lose? Um, this is interesting though. And I, I kind of, I'm, I'm sort of getting on board with the NFL adopting a draft lottery. Um, I think I'd be okay with it because I hate having to have this discussion every year and wondering, especially now that we're betting, like, I don't ever want to know if a team's trying to win or not like that, that should never happen. And I think if you do a draft lottery that, that 
that helps a little bit. We saw Major League Baseball do it to stop some of the tanking that was clearly happening in that sport and not necessarily trying to lose games, but trying to manipulate rosters to not put good teams on the field. It's an interesting dynamic. Lovey Smith is out. I guess two different things. Any issue with them going out to win that game? And do you think the Texans are making the right move moving on from Lovey Smith? Yeah, no problems at all with them trying to win the game. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, those guys are are out there. They're working their butts off. And Would you um, have a problem you know, if you were a Texans fan, though? Uh, sure, I get it. I understand the the fan base, you know, wanting that number one pick for sure. But I don't have a problem at all with Lovey Smith and his guys going out and trying to win the football game, right? We, who would ever have a problem with that outside of the fan base that wants the number one pick? So I've got no issue with that. I feel bad for Lovey Smith, though, because he inherited a mess. And think about the fall of the Texans franchise from just a couple of years ago to now. They were a Kansas City Chiefs comeback in the second half away from going to the AFC Championship game. Remember that? Uh, wasn't that long ago that that happened. And so I feel bad for them. Um, of course, you know, Bill O'Brien left the team and in a bad place when he traded away DeAndre Hopkins and, and all of that. Um, and they have struggled ever since. They got rid of Deshaun Watson, all the drama with that. And then, of course, you bring in David Coley for one year. You bring in Lovey Smith for one year. Um, they seem to be a franchise directionless at this point. I'm curious to know what kinds of candidates they're going to attract now they're going to have that high pick right so you're going to be able to potentially pair a head coach with the franchise quarterback of the future but there's a lot more I think that's at stake for the Texans than just going out and trying to find a quarterback there are and and we get into the you know the same old conversation probably with Eric Bieniemy. Uh, because it's going to it's going to very likely involve a young quarterback at this uh, franchise, right? And so, okay, here we go. Um, I, I don't know where things sit with Houston and what their, you know, long-term goals are, but they have two picks early. Remember, they get the pick from Cleveland. It's a pretty, it's probably a decent job and I just wonder, like, when you think about Harbaugh and Peyton, like, would they want to come in and groom a young quarterback, or would they rather go somewhere with a better roster now? Because those two guys, I'm going to start every coaching conversation with those two guys, and how interested in that job might they be? Probably not very. Um, so then what do you do? And we saw Jacksonville screw this up with Trevor Lawrence initially, that no matter what the Texans do, the number one thing that they need to look for in their next head coach is the person that they pair with whatever quarterback they end up taking. That's that is the only thing that matters right now for that franchise. So if it's a retread on a guy that has a good history with young quarterbacks, which is what the Jacksonville Jaguars finally got right with Doug Peterson, right? I mean, Doug Peterson got an almost MVP season out of Carson Wentz. Um, so that makes a ton of sense. Go find that guy. Maybe it's the enemy. That, which is always one of the most curious stories every offseason, but maybe it's the enemy. Maybe they evaluate it that way. So that's probably where they got to go. I, I don't really have a problem moving on from Lovey Smith. I think Lovey Smith's a good coach. And I like Lovey Smith. I, 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 do I don't too. think that, you know, if, he, if they drafted a franchise quarterback next season, um, I wouldn't have a ton of objection 
to having Lovey Smith paired with a rookie quarterback uh, because Lovey Smith is a veteran coach, has been yeah. around for a long time. But he's not an now, offensive coach. I get it, but I also think that you can put some pieces around whoever this quarterback is that they're drafting um, with the second overall pick or whatever, and then you know, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I don't think Lovey Smith was ever going to be a long term uh, long term head coach with the Texans, but I wouldn't have been super upset if he had gotten another chance for another season with Houston. Um, and I do feel bad for him because he did feel like a, a lame duck kind of coach, and I like him. So I don't know. I I I wonder if you're going to find another coach with the pedigree of Lovey Smith to come in and coach the Texans next season. I don't know. We'll find out. No, I don't I don't think they're going to find a coach with the pedigree of Lovey Smith because he's one at a high level in this league. Um but I think that what they're going to find is what they're what they're trying to look for, which is somebody that has experience with young quarterbacks. And I don't know what tree that comes out of. I don't know if that's somebody directly. I don't know what it is. Uh but it wasn't going to be Lovey Smith because he's not an offensive guy. And they become an interesting job. There's a lot of teams that become interesting jobs too. You know, I, I hadn't thought about it a lot when we talk about Indianapolis and the roster being pretty good there. Indianapolis is picking fourth, Tommy. Like they're going to have a chance to go get their quarterback and finally not have to go with the old guy because the Bears and the Cardinals, right, are candidates to trade away from their picks because they they have their quarterback. Um. But then you've got the Colts. Do you think the, the Bears have their quarterback, though? I mean, I've heard yeah, I do. rumblings that maybe they trade Justin Fields and go ahead and draft a quarterback at number one. Well, look, they have not given Justin Fields the tools to succeed there. Um, I, I think they should trade, but I think they could trade with Indianapolis to move up to that spot. Seattle is at five. I think that makes a ton of sense. I don't know what Detroit's thinking at quarterback. Jared Goff was really good down the stretch. He didn't look good at times last night. We sort of know what Goff is. The Raiders are at seven. We'll be looking for a quarterback at eight. Do you really feel like uh, Ritter is the long-term answer for Atlanta? Probably not. Carolina is going to be looking for a quarterback. That's all within the top 10 and all teams that would probably give up a little bit, right, to move up to that top spot. So, I mean, maybe the Bears do that with Fields. I, I would take a chance with Fields right now because he's really dynamic, and they've just never had a good system in place for him. They finally turned him loose running, but he hasn't had any wide receivers. Like they, they, they don't have enough weapons for him to, to really have a dynamic offense. So I, did, I think they should stick with Fields, use that. But there's a lot of teams right there that you don't even have to move down that far, right? You pick up an extra first or an extra second, and that's pretty attractive. But – how attractive does it then make the Indianapolis job for somebody, right? To know that you have a pretty good chance to get your quarterback. Um, we'll see what the Raiders do. Do you really want Josh McDaniels making the you know the decision long term on what your franchise does there? Atlanta, they've got an offensive minded coach there. They probably will be pretty aggressive in finding their quarterback of the future in what a lot of people consider a pretty good quarterback class. It'll be really interesting to see the maneuvering happening right now. Yeah, going back to the Raiders, though, I don't think, the more that I've thought about this, I don't think the Raiders are going to make a change with Josh McDaniels. Um, they've kind of made their bed with Josh McDaniels, right? Um, if they were plotting a move, then I don't think that the whole situation with Derek Carr would have happened um, because there was clearly a disconnect 
between the head coach and the quarterback. And at that point, the decision was made to go with the head coach and send the quarterback home. Um, so I don't think that they're going, I don't think we're going to see a scenario where you have neither Josh McDaniels or Derek Carr with the franchise next season. It was going to be a one or the other. They made that decision to send Derek Carr home. So I, I think that Josh McDaniels will probably return because the Raiders front office and the ownership, I think they've made that call to sort of be tied with Josh McDaniels, at least for the time being. I don't think they're going to make a move after one year with him. No, I I don't either. Um, And we'll see. And the other thing that makes this all fascinating is Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, potentially Tom Brady. What if Aaron Rodgers, and even though I, I think Aaron Rodgers will either be Green Bay or done, um, there, there are a lot of quarterbacks that will potentially be out there. What do the Niners do with Trey Lance if they move forward with Brock Purdy? They're, all of these things are out there. So you've got a decent, again, or maybe good quarterback class by some scouts. I, I've given up trying to evaluate that stuff at this stage of my life. Um so you got that. You've got a pretty deep free agent and legitimate free agent class coming through of of guys that have been winners in this league. You've got trade potential. You've got coaches. Like, this is going to be a wild, and it's in Kansas City, but I think this has a chance to be just a stupid, wild, wacky first round with all kinds of movement happening. And teams like the Bears potentially – who have a quarterback and maybe they think they do, or maybe they think they don't. But if you do and you pick high, you could potentially take people to the cleaners this year because teams, there are a lot of pretty good teams that need a quarterback that if I'm those teams, I'm pretty desperate to get the quarterback this year because they, they've got good rosters that they, they feel like they're quarterback away. On top of all of that, uh, this season we have seen the most quarterbacks start for a team in the entire league. There have been, what, like 60-some, close to 70 quarterbacks that have started a game for the NFL this season. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before. There have been other years where, like I know the strike-shortened year in 1987, there were a lot of quarterbacks, obviously. I think there was one other year where there were a lot of quarterbacks that came in and started due to injury and that sort of thing. But this year's been kind of an anomaly, and so there are a lot of quarterbacks that are available, not necessarily as starters, but as backups, You know, guys that you feel like could go in and, and play a game um, and, and do decently well for you. Uh, and I think my, my point in that is saying that while you've got a draft class that is strong at the quarterback position, while you've got trade candidates, free agent candidates out there, how comfortable do the Kansas City Chiefs have to be right now knowing that they've got Patrick Mahomes locked up for a long time and the fact that he started every game for the Chiefs this season? Uh, you didn't you didn't have there were very very few teams that can say that that started the same quarterback every single game this season um, it's remarkable when you think of the way that it's going around the league right now well just even to simplify it even more look at the teams that are in the postseason right Chiefs Mahomes Bills Allen Bengals Burrow Chargers Herbert Jags Lawrence the Dolphins, largely over the course of the season, had Tua. And the Ravens, largely over the course of the season, had Lamar. Um, Eagles with Hertz, Niners. So you've got San Francisco with, you know, a quarterback that wouldn't be considered at the top end of the league right now in. 
Seattle in the same situation. I think Cousins, Brady, and Dak all feel like top end of the league quarterbacks. Not not the best, but top end. And I and I think the way he played this year, Daniel Jones. I mean, I think the Giants are bringing him back. I think he's I think he's probably earned that job. But it's it's pretty simple sometimes in the NFL. If you've got a really good quarterback, you've got a really good chance to make the postseason. And if you don't, it's going to be really hard to make the postseason. I mean, it's it's there. I don't think that there is a position in any sport as cut and dry as that as the quarterback is to the NFL if you don't have a good quarterback your chances to win a Super Bowl are almost zero but even look your at chances the Tennessee Titans postseason I know we talked about the Titans earlier in the in this show they've got a really good team they've got you know one of the best running backs in the league over the last five years and Derrick Henry um, they've got a, a, a stout defense and a defensive-minded head coach that does a really good job there. As soon as they lost Ryan Tannehill and they went to Malik Willis, they were seven and three. They missed the playoffs. So you're absolutely right. You cannot understate, you cannot overstate, I'm sorry, the importance of having a high quality quarterback uh, in the NFL if you want to make a deep playoff run and win a Super Bowl. And that's why I think in the draft, we're going to see a lot of teams get really desperate. Um, there, there are quarterbacks in this class that everybody's going to love. And and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I mean, it's gonna be high theater in the NFL draft this season. But the Texans move into that number two spot now to Chicago. I I think Chicago needs to stick with Fields and and take an opportunity to draft some really high end or bring in through free agency some high end playmakers to try and make them better. But it's coming. I mean it's uh it's it's coming. We'll have that draft. It'll be awesome. By the way. Um, we have the games and times for the playoffs. Saturday, you'll get Seahawks Niners, and you'll get Chargers Jaguars. And then Sunday, Dolphins Bills, Giants Vikings, and Ravens Bengals. And Monday Night Football will be Cowboys Buccaneers. Uh, these feel like all pretty compelling games. I don't know how much of a chance. You know, Seahawks Niners, you want to say, oh, that might be a blow, but that's a divisional game. Yeah. Uh, same with Dolphins, Bills. Same with Ravens, Bengals. How often does that happen? Where you get three divisional games within the playoffs in the first round, where you might have juggernaut matchups, but then we know how divisional matchups go in the NFL, and it's kind of like uh, I don't know. I think this has a chance to be a good weekend. Oh, and by the way, we close out the wild card week with Tom Brady taking on the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I don't uh, even want to. I don't even want to. We've been, my my buddies and I have been texting for three weeks now. If Dallas has to go to Tampa and play Tom Brady in this hurry-up style that he's been in, they are in big, big trouble. And they are in big, big trouble. I don't I, – let's see if we haven't I, – I, hang on. Hey, you I mentioned this it. Up. You mentioned it early in the season that even though the Buccaneers were playing poor football because that division was so weak that the Buccaneers were going to limp their way into the playoffs, and they lost to the Falcons. I know they pulled Tom Brady early in the game, but they lost to the Falcons – by two touchdowns yesterday, they limped their way into the playoffs and they're going to host a playoff game. And it's Tom Brady. I mean, you really want to bet against TV 12 uh, in at home yeah. in the wild card round and, and especially seeing the way that the Cowboys laid neg yesterday. I mean, I think it had I not seen the commanders beat all up on the Cowboys, it'd be a little bit easier for me to go in and be like, yeah, the Cowboys are head and shoulders better than the Buccaneers and their defense shows that. But man, after yesterday, I'm not so sure. 
and that's the thing with the Cowboys that makes them impossible to predict. If they, which they've done so many times, come in with just a dud game plan, they cannot recover, and they look terrible. If they come in and and they have things set up the right way, they they look like one of the best teams in football. They're as unpredictable a team as there is in the league. I have no idea what to expect. Tampa's a three-point home dog. Uh, you have one other home dog in Jacksonville. I don't think that surprises us. It's only one point there. Um, so, you know, that's early looks at the lines. And we'll take closer looks later in the week. But two home dogs in this round, and I'm not sure how comfortable I am betting against either home dog, quite frankly, in Tampa or Jacksonville. But we'll see. It's going to be a great weekend. We'll have plenty of time this week to look ahead at it, get ready for it, as we're pretty excited to do it. When we come back, we'll talk Wichita State basketball. They get a win, their first conference win. They get it over South Florida. Um, A game, quite frankly, they had to have. They go get it. A couple of things out of that game we can look into um, as we make our way through this reaction Monday. Other storylines out there aplenty. Your calls, 869-1240. It's all Brockton Caster, Jad Chambers producing. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Sports Daily here on KFH. Stay tuned. We'll give away another four-pack of movie tickets coming up in just a little bit. The Shockers, Tommy, get a win. They get their first conference win against South Florida. It's a road win, which you'll take, especially this year at this point. Um, Now 1-3 in the AAC. Another nice game out of Kenny Poto. 14 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, Tons of injuries for Wichita State, by the way. Uh, that they're trying to navigate, and Melvion Flanagan steps up again. They got to have him. 16 points. Uh, didn't uh, had a couple turnovers. Craig Porter had five. They turned the ball over too much in this game. But Flanagan again is really playing his way into a a meaningful role. And at this point, if you're Isaac Brown, I think you got to kind of just keep rolling with him. Yeah, I don't want to take anything away from Melvion Flanagan because. Um, he's played really well, and uh, I, I watched the feature that uh, 12 News did on him, and he's a phenomenal guy. Um, you know, he, he carries himself really well, uh, and he's played really good basketball for the Shockers. I don't want to take anything at all away from him, um, but if you're leaning on him, what kind of confidence do you have in, in the rest of your squad? Um, I, I went back and I thought about the games that he's made a significant impact in. Thank goodness Wichita State has him because – uh, their record could be what five and eleven or six and ten without him. They don't win that Longwood game in the non-conference without Melvion Flanagan. Uh, they don't win the game yesterday against South Florida without Melvion Flanagan. Uh, the the Shocker season could be in dire straits without Melvion Flanagan, who's a walk-on, and that's great. And again, I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a great kid. He's played really, really good basketball. But Wichita State has got to get more consistent production. Out of their scholarship guys, it was nice to see Kenny Poto uh, be able to have a nice game. It had been a while since we've seen that, Uh, but I'm with you. I think that if you're Isaac Brown, you've got to continue to ride the hot hand, and if that means it's Melvion Flanagan, then so be it. Uh, If he gives you the best chance to win games, I don't care if he's a scholarship guy or a walk-on guy. you got to ride with it. Yeah, for sure. There's no question. And, you know, they, they, Ballard was hurt. 
uh, Jaquan Walton was hurt. I think James Rojas got hurt. Like their guys are dropping like flies. So you're going to need to lean on him. And, and we know that ability to just sort of that, that lightning bolt is in there. You just yeah. have to let him go. Like you're just going to have to do it. If you're Wichita state, I, I don't think there's any other way around it. They've got another winnable game at home against Tulsa coming up before they go on the road uh, next week to Memphis. But they get time here to maybe get healthy or maybe integrate Flanagan into the rotation a little bit more because they don't play again until Saturday, Tommy. They got days yeah. in between here to figure that out. They've also got to figure out the the rebounding. They were out rebounded by ten against USF yesterday, um, and I know that they were missing Quincy Ballard, and and that's never a good sign, um, you know, because he's going to be able to give you rebounds. Uh, in a game, but they've got to be able to have other guys step up and be able to grab the rebounds. Thank goodness again for Kenny Poto, a double-double, 14 points and 10 boards. But um, outside of Poto, they've got to find ways to get rebounds because um, that was a big part of the reason as to why South Florida went out to a six-point lead at halftime was because the Shockers were getting out-rebounded. They were getting crushed uh, on the boards. And so that's, and that's been kind of a, a symptom that we've seen for most of the season, right? We've talked about turnovers before we've talked about, you know, the, the times where the defense hasn't been there. Um, and, and of course how there've been lapses in offensive play for the shockers, but that's been another symptom. And the games that the shockers are going to have a better chance to win in are the games where they're going to be able to get more boards and, um, you know, being out rebounded by 10 and still winning the game by four. Um, again, that margin of error is so, so small for Wichita State moving forward. That's got to be another way uh, that the Shockers need to need to look at how can they improve as they move forward. Yeah, it's it's going to be a long season. I'll just put it that way. And if guys get hurt, um, that's not going to be anything that'll be fun to, to make your way through. The American is still, you know, it's not very predictable to me i don't really know what to expect out of the league still uh still outside of houston quite frankly um ucf continues to be good um you know tulsa is tulsa and south florida the two teams below wichita state right now east carolina is down there too but they beat wichita state i mean you got to win you got to win at home against tulsa and then take your chances against memphis who's been good probably either the second or third best team in the league um, but I, I just, you know, it, it, and the other thing is too, for Wichita state, like how do you also at the same time work and evaluate the guys for the future too, I think, and who are those guys? Um, I mean, Kenny Poto, you think is just cause he's unique in his size and ability, but it's a, it's a t- especially with these injuries they, they they already were you know thin in just their chances to win but you can't sustain injuries like this it, it's just not the momentum is not headed in the right direction but they did get a win and that was important yeah, especially and, a road win right and look I, I want to give credit where credit is due um I didn't think that the shockers would win the game um I I tweeted that in the second half um I not only did I say that but I said I would be surprised if the, the Shockers were able to get a conference win um, just from watching the way that they played, uh, they proved me wrong. They won that game. Uh, they, it was gritty. It was a gritty comeback. Uh, and it was a comeback that the Shockers needed. Um, and I think that when we can watch Wichita State be able to grind out a victory and be able to find offensive production uh, wherever it can. Again, I don't care if it's Melvion Flanagan 
or somebody else. Nobody cares where it's coming from as long as it's happening. Uh, and they're able to grind out a win after being down six at halftime and outscoring South Florida by 10 in the second half. You'll absolutely walk away from a road win, a, a road game like that at South Florida, feeling good about that without a doubt. So I don't want to be overly critical um, just simply after this game against South Florida. They're going to have a tough time in conference. It's as simple as that. Uh, and so when you can steal a win on the road, that's great. Um, I want to see what Wichita State can do back at home um, against better opponents. I'm not saying South Florida is bad. Um, you know, they 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 beat Memphis or they, they hung with Memphis at least earlier this season. Um, so they have the Shockers are going to. It's going to be really interesting when they can get back to Coke Arena. It hasn't been a tough place for opponents to play this season. Um, can they make it a tough place to play when they play Tulsa? Can they make that a tough place to play? So, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to take anything away from the win. It was a gritty come from behind victory. You'll take it every day. It, well, yeah, I mean, at this point in this season, you take any win anytime you can get it the rest of the way. But Wichita State, they'll get a week off, uh, some time to heal up, hopefully, before they come back and play Tulsa Saturday, 3 o'clock at Charles Coke Arena. Um, elsewhere across college basketball, we're still waiting on that top 25. You know, we're seeing other people's top 25s, right, kind of fall in line. And some people have K-State inside the top 15. And it seems crazy to jump that high out of being unranked. But, I mean, honestly, don't you think that's where they're going to land? I mean, how how can you not after a week like that on the road when they're 14 and 1? I mean, I think it I think we absolutely could see it get that high for K-State when that top 25 finally drops, uh, which should yeah, be I, any minute now, quite sure, frankly. Sure. I I'd love to know what the largest jump from unranked to in the polls has been because I think that regardless of where Kansas State ends up in that um, you could make an argument that it's it's one of the biggest jumps, right? Um, and so, yeah, I, I wouldn't have an issue whatsoever if they're ranked inside the top 15. You've got prominent college basketball writers that, um, you know, they're putting out their own polls and, and all of that. And um, quite a few of them. I saw John Rothstein this morning has Kansas State at 11. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to that whatsoever uh, because I think they've earned it. Three top 25 victories in their last three games uh, and two of which on the road. Um, you know, inside uh, in Austin and in Waco. Yeah, absolutely. I would not be opposed whatsoever to see the Wildcats inside the top 15. Well, they, I think they need to be there because what else do they have to do, right? At this point, they've got just gobs of quality wins. The most two most recent came on the road. So, I mean, you can't have Texas higher than Kansas State for sure. So wherever you put Texas, yeah. you kind of have to slot Kansas State right in there ahead of them. And I don't think Texas is going to fall that far. So I think that's, I mean, that's the reality that we're looking at. Um, real quick, this is a curveball for you, Tom, because I just saw this and a curveball for our topics here. Uh, the Royals put out a release that they're going to start um, 65 home games. Will, well, no, that's not true. In the month, let me, let me, re, let me start over. In the months of April, May, and September, the Royals are going to host weeknight games that will begin at 640. Now, Instead of 7:10, we saw Cleveland move start times up quite a bit uh, about two years ago, and I think they've stuck with that. 
it's an interesting strategy, and I don't know if it, it's tough because I get it, right? It's not necessarily the best TV audience, but it's probably a better weeknight game time when school's in session. Again, April, May, and September, those months aren't by accident to move those up because it gives people a chance to get in and out earlier on a weeknight game and maybe bring the whole family when it's not a school night. I get it. I think it's an interesting idea. Again, not the best for TV necessarily, but certainly like if I'm thinking of having kids of myself and if I was going to take them to a baseball game, I'm probably not taking them at seven after seven o'clock on a weeknight knowing that I'll probably have to leave early. So I don't think it's an awful idea. I think it's a pretty decent idea to try and bump. I mean, what what is what harm is there if you're the Royals at this point? I mean, I think you look at, you know, the people that are getting off work and having a, a more of a crunch time to get to the ballpark, you get their family loaded up and get to the park. I mean, I, I get that. Um, I'd wonder, and I, I, you know, time will tell, we'll be able to find out after this season if there was a uh, any sort of noticeable difference in attendance. Um, of course, there are a lot of factors that go into that. If the team is any good, uh, I think that plays into it quite a bit too. It's not just the start time moving it up by 30 minutes. I'm not opposed to it. Um, I get it. I, you know, I don't have uh, kids that are school age yet. Um, so I, I can't relate to that part of it, but I understand, you know, I get like, you don't want to keep your kids out late on a school night. And if you want to take them to a ballpark uh, for a, a major league baseball game, you're probably more likely to bring them out. If the start time is earlier and they're not getting to bed super, super late. I understand that with everything that major league baseball is trying to do to speed up the game. Um, you know, you start at 640, you're probably out of there by just after nine, I would think on, on most weeknights. So I, I get that. I understand that. Um, I wonder if it's going to make a big difference. Well, no, it won't make as big a difference as winning games, um, for sure. But it, I, I think it might make a small difference. I do. Um, we'll see. It's, it's an interesting, interesting thing for them to try. And I always, when Cleveland did it at first, I was like, they're crazy. You know, that's such a bad TV audience, but I'd, I'd have to really look at the, you know, the research and understand if it was a good idea by Cleveland and if it's worked for them. I think that, I think, I think they've stuck with it. Um, so maybe it's working to some degree, but it, it's an idea, something that Royals fans will probably take note of and they don't like it, complain on social media, I'm sure. 869-1240, let's give away some movie tickets here before we take a break. Uh, Four-pack of tickets to the movie Plane with Gerard Butler. You can get a special sneak peek on Thursday at 7 o'clock. Boulevard Theaters in Town West will give a four-pack away to our second caller right now on Sports Daily. We'll come back with more right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily on KFH. Uh, getting some word of some internet outages over on the east side. I know our store and uh, kids' daycare, so not sure what's going on there. Uh, but heads up, if you're out anywhere east, we may be going through some stuff with the internet right now with, with Cox. Um, congratulations to William in Wichita for winning a four-pack of movie tickets. Um, we've got a national championship game tonight. Tommy, let's spend a little time with it. Last chance before they play it. We still don't know about Kendra Miller, the TCU running back, who's had just a monster season. I do think Amari DiMercato, who we saw play quite a bit in the in the game as Kendra Miller went out, is pretty good. Um, you'd, you'd certainly like to have both of those guys. The line has hovered around 13.5. This weekend it had moved down to 12.5. And right now at BetMGM, it, it remains at 12 and a half. I got it at 13 and a half, Tommy. I like TCU at that number quite a bit. Um, I do think, you know, other than TCU boat racing Georgia, I do think just about any outcome is possible here. And it will be really interesting to see this game because I think it's very unpredictable. This has been a spot historically where sometimes we see SEC teams flex on everybody. So TCU, you're sort of, you know, carrying the the banner for the rest of the country. Don't screw it up. Get in there. Give them a good game. I think they can win it. Uh, I've got a small bet on the money line and then a and then a little bit bigger bet on the uh, on the line itself. But I kind of like TCU here. Max Duggan in a big spot, a chance for them to go out if they can score early. I like their chances, but if they struggle offensively out of the gate, I think they're going to be in trouble. Listen, it's been a great season for TCU. Uh, they have outperformed everybody's expectation of them 
Uh, and Sonny Dykes has done a phenomenal job in his first year in Fort Worth. Definitely revitalizing that that TCU program for sure. That being said, I do think that there is a likelihood, and I don't know how strong of a likelihood, but I think that there is a likelihood that Georgia can absolutely overwhelm TCU. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen. I don't mind your bet on the spread. Um, I wouldn't put money on the money line on TCU, so you're braver than I am uh, for doing that. But that number is okay. Uh, I understand it, and I would be okay betting TCU to cover that. I'm kind of with you. I think outside of a scenario of TCU uh, just blowing out Georgia, which I don't think is going to happen, um, I, I think that pretty much anything is on the table. Um, but I, would, I wouldn't I would be surprised to see Georgia win the game, but TCU cover the spread. That's kind of where I'm looking at right now. Well, yeah, I mean, it, look, they they have proven it all year, and they're an interesting team that we've obviously followed closely. A lot of their wins came when the other team had quarterback injuries. I get it. I get all of it. I get that Georgia's a defending champ, and I get how good Georgia is. They're great. I think this is a fascinating display, though, of the future of college football and how a team can so quickly turn it around in one season. I think TCU has something like 18 transfers contributing and Georgia has one, right? So there is going to be the old method that won't change as Georgia and Alabama and Clemson continue to dominate recruiting classes and all those things. But now we're seeing the benefit of a transfer portal and hopefully of NIL. I think this has more to do with It's probably a little bit of both. But teams and schools and fan bases and businesses will have a chance to support their programs and make a big impact as players are looking for places that they can go and get a bigger opportunity. And TCU is a perfect example of that. First-year head coach. Everything's lined up. Max Duggan's a remarkable story. And, yeah, I would say they're big underdogs tonight. I don't think there's anything wrong with the line on either side of it, quite frankly. I, that's, you know, I, I probably would have put Georgia – if I was the odds maker at like 10, but it is what it is. You've got two very different type programs going head to head tonight with different styles of football that they play. And it should be fantastic. Can we talk about for a second though? Also the amount of time and the number of years that Gary Patterson was at TCU and just the overall outrage when he left. Because he, I mean, they they are going to put a. Uh, I mean, he, he's he's incredible, and he was the the most well known coach to ever coach the Horn Frogs. And all of a sudden, here comes Sonny Dykes from across the road at SMU. And typically, those things take a while, right? You replace a legendary coach who's been there for a long time, and it takes a little while to implement your system and to have your guys come in. It didn't take any time for Sonny Dykes whatsoever. And he's got TCU in the national championship game in his first season. Um, and so I think that's got Horned Frogs fans saying Gary Patterson who? Uh, just because of what Sonny Dykes has done. Uh, we don't see that happening ever. And that's what TCU's been able to accomplish this year. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, it's it was Gary because Gary Patterson was it. Like that, that you know, it, the great unknown of no Gary Patterson was nerve-wracking if you're a TCU fan. Uh, and they've gotten it done, and and it's awesome. Sonny Dykes is you know a, a Mike Leach guy, and a tribute there to some yep. degree, which is kind of cool. Um, 
I, I look tonight at the game, and I see stars all over the field. Quentin Johnston is as awesome a college football player as we've seen in a long time, the TC wide receiver. I want to see him go up against that Georgia defense. I want to see Max Duggan go up against that Georgia defense. Will Georgia learn the lesson so many teams haven't and account for Max Duggan's legs? And if they do, what does that do for Quentin Johnston? I, I, I think that this is a really compelling matchup. I love when you get clash of styles which Big 12 SEC almost always is a clash of styles. And more often than not, the SEC comes out on top of that because they have just top-to-bottom insane athletes. But TCU's got a lot of those this year. And from the very beginning of the season, back to that first game against Colorado, if you watch TCU, like all of a sudden it was like, holy smokes, they're really fast and really athletic. And that has played out all year long, and here we go. They never have a bigger opportunity to prove that than right now against who's been the best team in college football all season long. And, and we have um, multiple times, and not just us, everybody has said, well, eventually the Cinderella year for TCU is going to end. Uh, it's not going to work out. It's not going to last. They kept on winning. Yeah, they fell to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship, but they went right back out. They won the semifinal game against Michigan. Wasn't particularly close in that game. They've got a chance to win a natty. Um, again, I don't know if they will. I'm not going to bet that they will. But I think I it's going to be a fun game to watch. I am and I did. Let's go okay. Frogs. Let's go. We're all Frog fans tonight. All right. We'll come back. We'll wrap up this Monday edition. All Brockton Caster on Sports Daily. It ain't the latest thing. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.